Dealing with a mental health illness can sometimes feel messy, but it doesn't have to be. I want to welcome you to Depression, What's Your Deal? My weekly podcast where we talk openly about all things mental health and dive headfirst into those uncomfortable, scary, and stressful topics that no one wants to talk about. No matter if you're someone who has a mental health illness or someone who wants to get more educated, this podcast is for you. So let's open up about our mental health and start learning together. What are you waiting for? Let's go. So you might be wondering why instead of going on to the next type of depression that I've decided to talk about this specific disorder. And that is because when we were talking about bipolar disorder, we talked about how you could be diagnosed with other disorders when the information for both of them are very similar, but they are different. And that's because when you start talking to your doctor and you're explaining your symptoms or you're not getting all the information correct, this is one of the ones that you could be diagnosed with instead of being diagnosed with manic depression, which is bipolar disorder. So I thought, why don't we mix things up a little bit and go off course and talk about this one because you might think you're suffering from bipolar disorder, but what you're really suffering from is having borderline personality disorder. So of course we're going to start at the beginning of, well, what is bipolar disorder? It is a mental health illness that severely impacts a person's ability to regulate their emotions. This loss of emotional control can increase impulsivity affect how a person feels about themselves and can negatively impact their relationship with others. Effective treatments are available to manage the symptoms of borderline personality disorder. So have you ever felt like you might be experiencing intense mood swings or feeling certain about how you feel about yourself? Then guess what? you might be experiencing some signs of borderline personality disorder. Sometimes your feelings for others can change quickly and swing from extremely closeness to extreme dislike, which can sometimes cause your relationships with others to be unstable and emotionally painful. You see, people who are dealing with this mental health illness also tend to view things in extreme, such as they're all good, or they're all bad. Their intents and values can change quickly and they may act impulsively or reckless. So let's go over some signs that you may be feeling during these times. Efforts to avoid real or perceived abandonment such as plunging headfirst into relationships or ending them just as quickly. A pattern of intense and unstable relationships with family, friends, and loved ones, a distorted and unstable self-image or sense of self, impulsive and often dangerous behaviors such as shopping sprees, unsafe sex, substance abuse, reckless driving, and binge eating. Please note, if these behaviors happen mostly during times of elevated mood or energy, they may be symptoms of a mood disorder and not borderline personality disorder. You could be self-harming such as cutting, recurring thoughts 
or suicidal behaviors or threats, intense and high variable moods with episodes lasting from a few hours to a few days, inappropriate intense anger or problems controlling anger, and feelings of disassociation, such as feeling cut off from oneself, observing oneself from the outside of one's body, or feelings of unreality. Now, not everyone who suffers from this disorder may experience all of these symptoms. The severity, frequency, and duration of symptoms depend on the person and their illness. If you or a loved one is suffering from this illness, please be very aware that they are at significantly high rate of self-harming and suicidal behaviors than the general population. If you notice these tendencies or are thinking about harming yourself or attempting suicide, please reach out for help as soon as possible. Getting help is never a sign of weakness and can help save your life. I also did a podcast episode all about how seeking help is not a weakness, so I will post a link to that one so you could go listen to that episode as well if you have feelings that oh it's just a sign of weakness I can't ask for help always ask for help because that's harming you more than you're thinking people oh what are people gonna think who cares do what you need to do for you so just like most of the other mental health illnesses researchers aren't sure what causes borderline personality disorders, but studies suggest that genetics, environmental, and social factors may increase the risk of developing it. So I just want to say that many or all of these different mental health disorders are most likely going to have the same factors that come into play with the disorders you can develop. So most of the ones that I've researched are usually gonna have these three which is the family history the brain structure and how it functions and your environmental cultural and social factors that come into play with your life so of course we're gonna start with family history people who have a close family member such as a parent or sibling with this illness may be at high risk of developing it. But again, like I've said in other videos, just because somebody in your family has it does not necessarily mean you're going to develop it. You're just at a very high risk of developing it because someone has it that is very close to you. The next one we're gonna talk about is brain structure and function. Research shows that people with this disorder may have structural and functional changes in the brain, especially in the areas that control impulses and emotional regulations. However, the studies do not demonstrate whether these changes were risk factors for the illness or if changes were caused by the disorder. And lastly, we're going to talk about environmental, cultural, or social factors. Many people with this disorder report experiencing traumatic life events such as abuse, abandonment, or hardship during childhood. Others may have been exposed to unstable, invalidating relationships or conflicts. So again, although 
These factors may increase a person's risk. It does not mean it is certain that they'll develop this disorder. Likewise, people without the risk factors may develop this disorder in their lifetime. So people who have ex people in their family, their brain structure and functions, or the factors that come from the environment or social could absolutely cause you to have this disorder. But people also that don't have any of these, like someone in their family doesn't have it, the brain looks fine and is functioning fine and they haven't suffered anything from the environment or their social factors can also still develop this disorder. So I don't want people to think that because of these three things, oh I fit in all three of these, I'm going to have it. That's not necessarily true. Just like any other disorder or depression, somebody who is in these three areas who has never had an issue could also develop it even without anything associated with it. Now, only licensed mental health professionals such as a psychiatrist, psychologist, or a clinical social worker who is experienced in diagnosing and treating mental health disorders can diagnose you with borderline personality disorder based on a thorough interview and a discussion about your symptoms. So trust me, we've all been there. We feel a certain way and we start Googling what it means and what could happen. And trust me, it usually takes us down a road where most times we feel like we're dying. Oh, we have this, that means I'm dying, but it isn't. Trust me, it is not the end of the world, just to let you know. If you are feeling uncertain about how you're feeling, please reach out to your doctor because they are going to be the ones that are going to be able to give you the correct diagnosis to what you've been going through. So in diagnosing the illness, providers will discuss a person's symptoms and ask about family medical histories including histories of mental health. This disorder is usually diagnosed in late adolescence and early childhood. Occasionally, a person younger than age 18 may be diagnosed with this disorder only if the symptoms are significant and last at least one year. There can be other illnesses that co-occur alongside borderline personality disorder, such as post-traumatic stress disorder, which is PTSD. These co-occurring disorders can make it a little bit harder to diagnose and treat borderline personality disorder, especially if symptoms of other illnesses overlap the symptoms of the disorder. So for example, a person dealing with borderline personality disorder may also be more likely to experience symptoms of major depression, PTSD, bipolar disorder, anxiety disorder, substance abuse, or a eating disorder. So therefore, it is so important for you to share with your doctor every single detail to help them diagnose you properly because when you're able to share how you're feeling, your family history, and all your symptoms, the easier it's going to be for your doctor to diagnose you with the correct diagnosis.
Being treated for this disorder over time has been viewed as challenging to treat, but with the newer evidence-based treatments, many people with this disorder experience fewer and less severe symptoms, improved functioning, and a better quality of life. That's why it is so important for you to receive a treatment from a licensed mental health professional. Other types of treatment or treatment from a provider who is not properly trained may be ineffective or dangerous for you. There are many factors that can affect the length of time it takes for your symptoms to improve once treatment begins. It is important for people with this disorder and their loved ones to be patient and receive support during treatment. Therefore, it is important to stay committed to your treatment plan and if possible, have an amazing support system from your family and friends to help keep you on the right track and to remind you to not give up. See, studies have found that individuals with this disorder who don't receive accurate treatment will more likely develop other chronic medical or mental health illnesses and are less likely to make healthier lifestyle choices. So the first line of treatment for people with this disorder is psychotherapy, which is sometimes called talk therapy. So you can either have a one-on-one -on -one session or have a session with others like in a group setting. Now a group setting may help teach others how to interact with others and express themselves effectively. The next step would be to take medicine. Because the benefits of prescription medication are unclear, medications are typically not the primary way to treat this illness. However, in some cases, a psychiatrist may recommend medications to treat specific symptoms or co-occurring mental disorders such as mood swings or depression. Treatment with medication may require coordinated care from more than one medical professional. Medications can also sometimes cause side effects in some people. So if you're experiencing any side effects, please reach out to your doctor right away. If you're a loved one taking care of somebody with this disorder, please remember that sometimes it can be stressful and can sometimes have a family member or a caretaker intentionally act in ways that worsen their loved one's symptoms. So seeking family therapy may be very helpful for you and your loved one who's suffering from this disorder because one, this is allowing the relative or loved one to develop skills to understand and support the person with this disorder. And number two, focusing on the needs of the family members can help them understand the obstacles and strategies for caring for someone with this disorder. Although more research is needed to determine how well family therapy really helps with this disorder, studies on other mental disorders show that including family members can help better support a person's treatment. Families and caregivers can also benefit from therapy, so why not give it a try? Lastly, I want to share with you some tips that can help family members and caregivers help a person suffering from this disorder. So one, you can take time to learn about the illness to understand what your 
friend or relative is experiencing to offer emotional support, understanding, patience, and encouragement. Change can be difficult and frightening to people with this disorder, but things can improve over time. Three, encourage your loved one in treatment for this disorder to ask about family disorders. And number four, seek counseling for yourself. Choose a different therapist than the ones your relatives are seeking. So before I leave you, I want to share some celebrities that you might not know that are also suffering from this disorder. Celebrities like Brandon Marsh, Jim Carrey, Amy Winehouse, Robbie Williams, and Britney Spears. I want to start ending each episode with sharing different celebrities that also are suffering from different mental illnesses to show you that they are no different than we are. I know that for a lot of us, when we think of famous people, we think of them being like at a higher level than us or that they're not like specifically a, a human or normal like everybody else. But in the long run, at the end of the day, they are exactly like us and they are just normal people who are struggling with this disorder just like everyone else is. Also, if you notice, I tried to switch it up on how I am talking about eat disorder because before I was kind of just doing it like here's everything that goes with it. Like here's how you get diagnosed and here's your treatment and here's how you get help and this is what it is and these are the symptoms. So I'm trying to mix it up and try something else to see how it works but was still getting all the information across to help you. So if you like the way I kind of structured this episode or if you've liked how I've structured the other episodes and how I talk about the disorders, please reach out and let me know which one you like better and I will start making the videos more like that one in instead of like if you like this video then I'll start making them like this and if you like the other ways I've done them let me know and I can start making the podcast episodes more like those so like always I want you to remember that you are never alone and that I love you